Turn your Bibles, if you would, please, to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. I want to begin reading verse 1. Just like to read a little bit. So let's begin reading verse 1. Matthew chapter 16. The Pharisees also, with the Sadducees, came and tempted, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered said unto them, What it is, when it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can you not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. By the way, the sign of Jonas is the death and burial of the resurrection of Christ. That's the only sign we need, amen? Verse 5, And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, and they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. Which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O you of little faith, why reason you among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand? Neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand, and how many baskets you took up? Neither the seven loaves of the four thousand, and how many baskets you took up? How is it you do not understand that I speak it not to you concerning bread, but you should beware the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees? Then understand they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. When Jesus came into the coast of Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they say, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He says unto them, But whom say ye that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray tonight that you will teach us, each one, to understand that all we need to do is keep our eyes on you. Lord, it's so important that we understand what's going in the world on in the world today, but not to get worried and frustrated about it. Just keep our eyes on you. You hold it all together at your own time and your own will. Bless us, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. What got me thinking about this, there's a preacher, supposed to be a preacher, called me, and he called me once in a while, but this morning he called me real early. <clears throat> he said, uh, the church is backslidden, and every church is backslidden. Every Christian out of the will of God. And he said, I'm going to the mountains now for a few weeks, and, and uh, I'm going to get next to God up on the mountain, and I'm going to pray up there on the mountain because I'm closer to God, and, and uh, I want God to uh, help me finish my sermon. And I said to myself, I wonder where he's going to preach it. Now, the thing that, that I want to talk to you about about that do you think God's any closer to you on top of a mountain than He is down here on Florida, 
flat land. That's the most craziest thing I've ever seen in my heart in my life. And God's not halfway to heaven or halfway to earth. And what people are looking for today is signs or uh, just things that's not real. Now, this is a very important portion of Scripture when it comes to doctrinal things. Uh, if you'll take time to study the whole chapter verse by verse, asking the Holy Spirit to help you understand and read, then there, there, there is cost today that gets you mixed up if you don't understand anything. Verse 1 says, The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempted, desired him, that he would show them a sign from heaven. Now, a lot of commentaries spin on who these Sadducees and Pharisees were. There are two things we need to know about them tonight, for instance. The Pharisees and Sadducees were people like the uh, described in 2 Timothy 3.5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. They're like liberals of today. Liberals first deny the written word of God. The way they do this is by bringing in new translations of the Bible. And as time passes, uh, they get bolder and bolder. And until now, they deny the existence of the virgin-born Son of God, uh, the Word incarnate. Uh, most of these new translations of the Bible say Jesus was born of a young woman, not a virgin. But the Bible says a virgin, and so on, just to show you what I'm talking about. Now, uh, there's two kinds of sex in the world today. And if you'll turn to John chapter 1 for just a second, I'd like to show you. In John chapter 1, and look with me please in verse 1. John chapter 1 and verse 1. <clears throat> in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 18. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. Two, the, these two sects of false religions, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, were as enemies of each other. Now, Jesus had exposed the Pharisees and hypocrites and the Sadducees, denied the resurrection and the spirit, the spirit world. Therefore, these Pharisees and Sadducees could not agree in doctrine and practice in their religion. But... Uh, here we find them united against Jesus our Lord. Now, today denominations will disagree on religions, worship, or getting together against true Christianity. They deny the inspiration of the Bible. They deny the virgin birth. They deny the bodily resurrection of Christ. Now, all of this is leading to one world church. And this one world church will be the most uh, ritualistic and liberal union of religions ever existed upon the earth. It will include Protestants, Roman Catholics, and Jewish religion. It will be founded upon the doctrine of the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man. Now the union will bypass the cross of Christ and his blood atonement. And through education and reform, it will bring men into the false kingdom of Satan himself. They already exist in the form the National Council of Churches of Christ, 
and the Royal Council of Churches. These ecclesiastical unions will base its doctrine on the denial of the virgin birth, the denial of the blood atonement of Christ, and the denial of Christ's bodily resurrection, and thereby uh, ushering in the devil's reign immediately following the rapture of the church. Now, I don't know if you watch the news much, but I watch it all the time. You can't watch much else on TV besides baseball and, and uh, news. But uh, I was watching it last night. Have you seen this thing now that they're coming out with the unidentified flying objects? Did you see that thing? I, I get a kick out of that. I really do. I mean, them guys... The reason I get a kick out of it is, you know, most of them pilots are drunk anyhow by the time they get on the airplane. The reason I know that because me and my wife got on the plane in, in Texas coming to Florida and two pilots that were going to pilot our plane got in behind us and, and they asked my wife, have you seen my, could I show you a picture of my pride and joy? And of course, you know, my wife said, well, sure. And he got out a picture and showed her a, 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 a tied soap enjoy soap <laughs> I said and you guys are going to be piloting in this plane I think I'll take another but uh, uh, you know these guys are piloting these planes are seeing all these things out there in space now we laugh at that but you know Satan has a way of deceiving people into believing a lie and the Bible says it's going to happen and this is brought back this is not a new thing this has been going on for years about, you know, space people and all this kind of stuff. And what people are looking for are something, uh, some kind of sign uh, that the end time is coming. And, and this guy called me this morning. All he can talk about is the end time, the end time. Now, what I'm interested in is if you're going to talk to me about the end time, how many souls you want? If you really believe that Jesus could come tonight... You'd be out, every one of your kin people you get a hold of and tell them about the birth and the death and the resurrection of Christ. you want them to go to heaven with you. You wouldn't be worrying about a, a flying object out yonder in space or uh, the moon burning up or the sun burning up. You wouldn't be worried about it. If you really believe that the earth could end today and Jesus was to come, you'd be interested in one thing. That'd be winning somebody to Christ Jesus. And I believe that with all my heart, we wouldn't be worried about signs and wonders. Now, if you will not believe the Bible as God's Word, though, and do what it says to be saved, then you will not believe God Himself showed Himself openly to you, if He did. God makes Himself known to all mankind through His Word, Romans 10:17. Now, today we still have people standing in pulpits and preaching signs and wonders. And you ask, uh, preacher, what are you talking about? Well, uh, what do you think water baptism is? Now, the Church of Christ said you've got to be baptized. That's nothing in the world but a sign. Now, water baptism don't save you. It's a sign of your salvation. You've got another bunch out there that speaks in, that says if you don't speak in tongues, that's a wonder. Uh, if you ever heard somebody about speaking in tongues in the church, that's a great wonder. Amen? Now, wait a minute. That's another sign in. That's another wonder. Uh, taking communion. That's a wonder. The Catholic Church and so on, they, they major on taking the uh, Lord's elements of the Lord's Supper and claiming that it has part of salvation. Now, all these things 
uh, Catholics, uh, Episcopals, and all the others uh, talk about these things, and they don't claim them as signs, though. They just claim them as part of salvation. But in reality, the Bible speaks of them as signs. We're to take communion as a sign of the death and burial and resurrection of Christ. Now, Acts chapter 2, verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now remember something. Acts 2.21 is after the day of Pentecost. It's after the upper room experience. It's after uh, that God had this movement of tongues and everything else. He said, now, that's going to pass. There's coming a time, it says, and it shall come to pass, that's after, that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's today. Amen. That's ever since that time. No signs. No wonders here. Just simple faith in God's Word. That's all it's talking about. Uh, these same Pharisees and Sadducees would have known Jesus was their Messiah had they believed John 6, verse 14. Then those men, when they had seen the miracles that Jesus did, said, This is a truth that prophet that should come into the world. Prophet? What prophet? Deuteronomy 18, verse 15 through 23, talks about uh, the Messiah coming. All they had to do to be saved then was to believe uh, the same as people do today. Now, notice, let's go back to Matthew chapter uh, 16 and verse 4. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it, but a sign of prophet Jonas, and he left them and departed. They had to do to be saved. Now, go to verse 14. A wicked and adulterous generation. The prophet Jonah was a type of the Lord Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. Turn back now to Matthew uh, chapter 12 for just a second. Matthew chapter 12, and look at verse 40. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now, the gospel is spelled out in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4. And it talks about the death and the burial and the resurrection. Let's go there for just a second and look how simple that God makes it. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Look with me in the first four verses. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Everything is based on the Scriptures the death and the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Now, think about this. Let me give you six things about God's salvation that has never changed. And it never will change. Man's constitution and moral nature have not changed since those fallen Adam. Romans chapter 5 verse 12 says we're all sinners. There's no good thing in us. Romans chapter 3 
uh, man's need of salvation from sin has never changed. Romans 3.23, for all of sin comes short of the glory of God. So we all need a Savior. God's provision for man's salvation has been eternal. The same, Jesus Christ came in this world to die for us sinners. By the virtue of God's absolute nature, the plan of salvation could not be one thing for one generation and something else for another. The Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, forever. Well, if that's true, then he's God in the flesh. And so God is the same yesterday, today, forever. He's not going to have a plan of salvation for one generation and then another plan of salvation for another generation. For every generation, then the plan of salvation is the same. Why? Because God never changes. Now notice something else. Jesus Christ, the covenant agent, in the same yesterday and today forever. Uh, Hebrews 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is a covenant agent in the same yesterday and today forever. And then uh, the act of faith has always been the means whereby man has been able to appropriate salvation. Habakkuk 2, 4, Romans 1, 17, Galatians 3, 11, Hebrews 11, 6, all state this. What that means is the act of faith has been. Now, I've heard this over and over, and I've got commentaries on it in my office that I read just for the fun of reading, uh, but I didn't want everybody else to read some of them because they want to teach that the Old Testament saints got saved one way and the New Testament saints got saved another way, and they use things like Noah's Ark, and God told Noah to build an ark, and so in building the ark was Noah saved. That would be works, and therefore that wouldn't be faith. That would be an act of works then if he got saved by building the boat. No, he didn't. He got by saved by obeying God's word. God said, build that boat. He built the boat. Amen. And God told him to get in the boat. He got in the boat. Why? Because he believed God's word. And faith come by hearing. He heard from God. He obeyed God. It's the same today. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you'll do that, you'll get saved. Why? Because you believe God. I wouldn't have called on God if I didn't believe Him. And He said, Call upon me and I'll answer thee and show thee great and mighty things. Now that's faith. And it's faith come by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And so you've got to realize something. Salvation not by signs and wonders. And Pharisees and Sadducees, they get into the church even today and they want to change everything. Everything. They want to change the music. They want to change the preaching. They want to change the Bible. They want to change everything. And if you're not careful, one of them will get in the church and just get the church in the computer and they go to change it and they get it all for God's simple plan of salvation. And God's simple plan of salvation is the same yesterday and forever. Call upon the Lord and He'll save your soul. And it's that simple. Don't add something to it or take something away from it. Just simple faith in the Lord Jesus. Amen. That's what it's about. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I'm glad I'm saved.